Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 21, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Oh boy, we have a lot of stuff on the docket. Obviously, it was the FOMC Fed announcement slash Kabuki Theater Day, and we certainly had our fill of circus ride type information. They spiked them higher, they ripped them lower, they spiked them higher, they ripped them lower, and they finished on the lows. So we'll go over all this stuff and we'll map out the schematic as things lay going forward, but let's just refresh the memory a little bit. Let's get our faculties, let's get the 30,000 foot view of where we are. The market's in a downtrend. That's the obvious. I don't mean to be Captain Obvious, but that's where we are. We're just stating the information. They broke the trend line, the neckline, the head and shoulders neckline, and they're scaling lower. The target, and this is important, get out your sticky notes. The target is a whole lot lower than we are now, but don't expect them, it's possible, but don't expect them to just open the trap door, and scale down. What do I mean by that? Well, we have an important pivot coming up. So there's one thing that the market generally likes to do. It likes to make higher lows. At minimum, they like to make at least an attempt at a higher low. So we were looking at a couple of things. First, we had the filling of the gap scenario. That happened today into the closing bell. They killed them into the close. We had a zone that we discussed last night. It was basically that gap just below 378 down to 373 and change. This is what the chart looked last night. So after Kabuki Theater took place today, after the press conference, they killed them into the close. They closed the gap. They satisfied the gap. That is a breakout area, but that doesn't mean they have to immediately bounce off of it, although they can. Stay tuned. We have more stuff. Remember, we have a tinfoil hat event after the close on Thursday. It's Thursday evening. So let's just say, as we discuss all the time, sometimes they trade up into or down into these tinfoil hat events. So let's say they trade a little bit lower tomorrow, find some footing in that higher low scenario, so above 370, and try and bounce the tape on Friday or into next week. Now, there's no guarantee this is going to happen. This is one possible schematic. Inside the number members, we'll have numbers where we know whether this thing is actually a kill them into the end of the week, or kill them into the end of the month, or a turnaround operation in the midst. We'll have all that in the midst of our commentary and discussion all day on Thursday. Remember this chart from last night? And you have to say, when the FOMC announcement comes around, a la Kabuki Theater, it becomes like a content creator's Christmas. There's just an endless supply of stuff to look at as all the markets got all of a sudden volatile, whippy, both directions, all that kind of stuff. But when you look at the VIX, we talked about 31 and change last night. So what's interesting is the VIX only finished up 87 cents today, up 3%. But you can see what happened. They actually spiked it up right around the announcement and made a high of $30.18, 
When I looked over at the VIX, I thought we had a chance to get our 31, and I thought we were going to get the 378, the spike of, and all that stuff. And we got the price, but we never got the price in the VIX. What was interesting, when you look at the five-minute chart, you can see the initial spike. This is right at that 2 o'clock time period. And then they actually froze the thing. I watched it for a while. It was frozen up there. It's almost like it was halted. Then they opened it back up, and it dropped like a stone, and it finished around where it dropped like a stone to by the end of the day. So I find this interesting for a couple of reasons. A, they didn't get to my number 31. It leaves unfinished business. Put that on the sticky note. And number two, why did they collapse volatility today if things are so bad and they killed them into the close? Why didn't volatility spike up higher than it was after the Fed since the price of the index, if you will, the S&P, was actually lower into the close? Why wasn't the VIX higher? That's of note. It's a slight divergence. It's a puzzle piece, and it's on the table. I'm going to tell you what I think it is, but the only reason I think it's this is because I have another story to support this. This is called confirmation bias. I'm confirming my own bias of the situation of trading down into the tinfoil hat event at the end of tomorrow. What I'm saying is, even if we have lower price in the S&P, maybe the VIX is signaling something by not exploding higher. That's the point. Again, it's my own self-confirmation bias. I say this stuff tongue-in-cheek. What I'm giving you is real information. I'm making levity of the fact that I do have kind of a position on the other side of that conversation. So in a sense, I could be talking my book. Eh, not really talking the book, but more of talking the schematic. Let's go over some stuff from inside the numbers. There's interesting stuff in here. You can learn stuff. Again, keep your sticky notes close by. It's hump slash kabuki day. We should get the normal rush hour traffic then go into float mode while we're, quote-unquote, and these are air quotes, waiting on the Fed. Like yesterday, 384 is important. Getting below opens the door for the lower stuff. We'll get to that later. We already saw that into the end of the day. But what I want to focus on here for the notes purposes is, was there a morning trade? What was it? What was the layout? And what happened? So that's where I want you to pay attention to. So we had below the lower stuff. We don't need that. I don't think we need the vertical today. You know where price action was. 378 or 377.91 was our line. And so you know that that was, in fact, the target. When they're trading lower and they're heavy in the hand and they're scaling lower, they're bouncing around, but they're making lower lows, all that stuff, 378 was the target. You knew the target. Then we had the flip side. If they pop them, all the way up to 393, which was our trend line, that's what would have happened on the other side of the 378. So they did the thing in the southbound lane, but had they released the same energy in the northern direction, what would they be doing? They would be snuggled up against 393 on close. Let's move along, see what else we have, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. So 8.30, we see them start to melt up a little bit, so let's talk about what's above 386.12. Not much until they reach the likes of 387.70 to 388. We think better in pictures. Now we have the vertical. And guess what? 388 is the top line. 
That's where they spiked to. In fact, they even tried to get to 390, came up a little bit short, and then went all the way back down to the other side. It pays to know your numbers. Not always can you trade every number, but you need to know where the numbers are. You need to have an understanding of when the market is running somewhere, where is it running to? Let's move along, see what else we have. 905, you saw this coming. Above 386.12 on candle closes opens the door for another leg higher. Below just doesn't mean bearish, just means below. 385.15, give or take, is the area that would normally be tested by Mrs. Market if they stay under 386.12. If 385.15 didn't bounce the tape, the door would open for 384, give or take. Another bounce spot. Again with the pictures, now we've got 386.20 up on the board. Doesn't look like much, but you'll see how I lay out why they were going to spike higher. They gave about 10 points, and it's in the eye of the beholder. Some traders turn their nose up at 10 points. Other traders are happy with less than half that much. So there's something for everybody. Just keep moving along. You'll see how it all comes together. 9.25. So this is right before the open. Here's the layout. The longer they hang around at current price, the more likely they'll spike upward at least one time. Why? Because the ES is close to 3,900. It's important, magnetic, and they'll want to try and recapture it. Under normal garden variety conditions, they'll spike it by about 10 points, give or take. Just saying. It's not easy to trade for, but we won't be surprised if it happens. Stay with me. There's a method to the madness. This is an ES chart, 5-minuter. That line is at 3905. I just put it where the high was. Right of the vertical is today's activity. That high represents the high in the S&P. That represents the high from the 10-point move by staying above the 386.20 that we talked about all before the market opened. They made the run to go up, capture, or at least try and recapture 3,900. They were going to at least do it one time. You see how they hung around that price level for a good portion of the day. Why? Because it's magnetic. We're moving along. That's the bottom line stuff that was available in the morning. After that, they went to sleep. So that was laid out. Some traders were able to take advantage of it. They take a little ride up. They're happy with that little scalp trade on the ride up over ES3900 corresponding to the same stuff we talked about in the SPY. And what we'll do from here is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. All the numbers were laid out, the extremes, the short-term stuff, the where do they fall apart, the where do they have another leg higher, all that stuff is in here all day long. It's to your benefit to use to your advantage. Stocks on the move. It was rather quiet this morning, but we still had four potentials on the board. We're going to take a look at the chart of Cisco and United Airlines. So as you can see, Cisco did the deed after the Fed announcement, so nobody's taking trades with an hour and a half, two hours left in the afternoon on a trade that was supposed to be in the morning. But what you can see here is even when they did hit it on the Fed spike, the Kabuki spike, they bounced right off of it and did the deal anyway. Again, not that anybody was taking that trade. UAL, on the other hand, did the deal in the morning. Then they came back and did the deal in the afternoon at the same number. It pays to know your numbers. And, oh, by the way, the numbers work. 
what's going on over in Camp IWM. Look what they did today. They ran a test of the trend line and were, as I like to say, summarily rejected. Where should they be headed as a magnetic place on Thursday slash maybe even into Friday? If they're selling them, it's 173, give or take. That is an area that should produce a bounce back in the other direction at minimum from an intraday perspective. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They made a new low into the close. What was interesting is they had a choice whether to close at a new low from the other day, and this low is 12,656 and change. Today's close, 12,650. I notice these type of things right away because I know I'm fully aware of the fact that the market has a choice. There are no accidents or coincidences. Closing at a new low is not the same as running a test of a low and bouncing off of it and not closing at a new low. Notwithstanding the fact that they could do anything the next day, it just tells you something of face value on that day. Sometimes it's meaningful, other times it's not. I like all the information I can take in and my schematic, my internal schematic will decide what to discard and what to put on the table as a puzzle piece. What about the Q people? It's all the same market. They're all going down. They're all going down together. We know how that works. The question is, what's the next target for the Q people? How about 280.75? It's not an end-all be-all, but it happens to be an important number. You want the secret number, like the whisper number? 279.46. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. All the markets are melting down together. The financials are underneath all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she decides you're no longer welcome. 3175 is a number. On an extreme basis, 3070 is a much better number. Kind of like one of them whisper numbers. Was this a canary in the coal mine? Smash mouth. It wasn't able to bounce with the other stuff. It was hovering near the lows, making a bearish pattern, not really going anywhere, didn't bounce with the rest of the markets to the same magnitude when they did bounce. And I'm just going back in time, not necessarily the last day or two, just over time, it's been melting away. 197 should be a chip shot. The whisper number, 191.90. Intraday bounce kind of stuff. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.